This is Spin Control, a Fibercraft podcast by a joyful girl. everybody and welcome to episode 11 of Spin Control. I want to welcome you to lucky number 11. Welcome back to all of my returning listeners and to those of you who just stopped by to try it out. I hope you enjoy listening as much as I have enjoyed recording. As I like to do, I'm going to start this podcast out with some updates. The first thing is an event update and that is my worldwide knit and public day experience. And unfortunately, there wasn't really an experience at all. We never really pulled it together in our area, and that makes me a little sad, but I'm not upset about it because as a knitter in this community, I think next year I'll just have to make an effort to try to be a part of the planning to make sure we have something going on next year. The next thing we have coming up is our deadline for the repurpose along. To those of you who are just joining us and didn't catch the introduction of the repurpose along, I want to do a little recap of the contest or giveaway or drawing or whatever you want to call it or what we're doing. Instead of a knit along or a spin along, we're doing a repurpose along. And all you have to do to participate in the repurpose along is repurpose something, anything, that would otherwise go unused and share your results with us in the Ravelry page or here with me, and I will pass it on to the rest of the listeners. To enter the repurpose along, all you have to do is repurpose an item, document your results, hopefully you can share some photos with us and that would be fantastic. Submit your description and or photos to the Ravelry thread or email them to me and I'll post them on the thread. The deadline for submission entries is June 30th at 11.59 p.m. And I will draw a winner from all of the entries by random number and announce that on the podcast that follows June 30th. And of course, I'm sure some of you may be interested. Again, the prizes that will be given away include a handmade market bag by me, hand sewn, and it's basically a large volume bag that is patterned after, you know, the standard Walmart or Target or whatever grocery store bag, plastic bag. And I can talk about that a little bit more when I get to spinning my wheels. And in addition to that, there is a copy of the book, Knitting Green, Conversations and Planet-Friendly Projects by Ann Budd. And I'm going to talk about that book a little bit later on in the podcast. Last but not least, as far as updates and events go, of course, coming up soon, we have Tour de Fleece. And for those of you who don't know, I have joined up with Team Sasquatch, which is the group of podcasters, for my participation. And I hope that you all will join us over there. Tour de Fleece this year runs in conjunction, of course, with the Tour de France. And it starts on Saturday, July 3rd and runs through Sunday, July 25th. And it includes two rest days. That's July 12th and July 21st. And those are scheduled in conjunction with the Tour de France writers' actual rest days. So the intent is to spend a little bit every day as the tour rides and challenge yourself a little bit and set goals and try to accomplish those in that time period. And I've kind of been hashing out, of course, what I plan to do for Tour de Fleece. The one goal, of course, is to conquer the spindle. So in order to get ready for that, so I know exactly what I'm going to do when July 3rd arrives, 
I have been trying to do a little bit of planning. I haven't gotten very far. What I intend to do is spin four ounces of fiber on my spindle and end up with a product that I like. Up to this point, I'm not a very efficient spinner on the spindle. I kind of do park and draft and I find it very tedious and not a whole lot of fun. I'm hoping to improve my drafting skills so that I can spin at a more even pace and hopefully in more fluid motion so that I can enjoy it and feel like I've conquered it. I may never spin on the spindle again after this, but it really irritates me that I can't because I'm decent at spinning on a wheel. So I'm going to give that another try and that's what I'm doing. I have a couple of four ounce packages of fiber that I've picked up here and there. One I got from my swap buddy in that interesting swap I participated in earlier this year and the other I purchased from It's Just Megan on Etsy. So I will probably do one of those. And to get ready for that, I am reading a couple of my spinning books including Respect the Spindle and Start Spinning so I know exactly what I'm in for and hopefully I can try to identify what my weak points are and work on those leading up to the event. And I am also going to select a one ounce sample and spin that up before we hit July 3rd. That's really all we've got going on in news and events. So I guess it's time to get the rest of the podcast moving. This week in Spin a Tail, I'm going to spin a little knitterly tale about my poor travel socks. I've talked about them a couple of times since the podcast started. I've had them on the needles for a really long time. I can't, off the top of my head right now, I can't remember when I actually cast the socks on. I basically selected a box store yarn, sock yarn, out of my stash and cast on pretty much almost a vanilla sock. They're a toe-up sock, tailored to fit my foot, of course, and it's basically just a four by, a three by two rib up the foot, and then I plan on doing the same up the cuff. Unfortunately, the yarn I selected is kind of thin, so it doesn't seem like it's progressing very fast, which I find discouraging. And the pattern is boring, so it really hasn't kept my interest. But I really wanna finish the socks, because I like to finish what I start. But in addition to that, even though it's this box store yarn, the fabric I'm coming up with is really some of the softest sock fabric I have ever had. The yarn is Serenity Sock Weight. It's a part of the Debbie Norville collection of Premier Yarns, and I believe that I purchased it at Hobby Lobby. And it's, it was just cute, and I have this thing about trying all the sock yarns that I come across, so I usually pick up a ball or two of whatever I've got going on. And this sock yarn is 50% Superwash Merino, 25% bamboo, and 25% nylon. And when it knits up, it's just the softest fabric. I totally am loving it and enjoying the fabric. So that's really the only thing that makes me want to continue these socks. Now the story comes in when we talk about the ordeal that my socks have had to suffer since I cast them on. I picked up the Ziploc bag that I have them stored in out of my dreaded basket that sits next to the couch and took a look at the balls of yarn inside the bag and it appeared that one of them had been destroyed. How does this happen? Well apparently three or four times over the past few months these poor socks have been attacked by my dogs. They're sealed in a Ziploc bag, they're in my basket, but our little tiny dogs have managed to pull them out, get into the yarn, and pretty much strew it all over my living room 
and my family did not want me to get upset, so they watered it all back up, shoved it in the bag, and put it back in the basket because they didn't want me to see the mess that my dogs had made and get mad. (laughs) The poor socks, oh my gosh. I think they're just kind of still on the needles because I want to, I halfway want to see if I can save that ball of yarn. The other half of me, I'm kind of in mourning in a little bit of denial over the loss of the socks. I don't know. Maybe they can be salvaged. Maybe not. But I thought it was really sweet of my family to try to save me that suffering and save my dogs from the aftermath of their playing in my knitting basket. (laughs) Oh, the poor socks. What I really think needs to happen is I just need to pull out my needles and drop them in the trash can or drop them in the backyard fire or throw them out in the yard and hope the birds carry them away or something like that. But I think the only thing that keeps me from doing that is that Ravelry doesn't really have a status for a project that represents what I would prefer to do with these socks as opposed to just frogging them. I think they need some little sticks of dynamite, maybe, for destroyed, or like a little icon of a milk carton for those projects that get lost. That would be pretty cool. And I just don't feel comfortable listing them as frog because I'm not going to frog them. If if I don't finish them, I'll toss them in the trash. Because if I don't finish them, that means the yarn is beyond repair. And I'm not one of those people that really, really enjoys like detangling yarn. I know that there are people, but I don't know that this is worth it. Because <laughs> I really could just go back to the box store and buy myself some new yarn and start over again in a more interesting pattern. So that's the tale of my poor travel socks who are pretty much sitting there on the chopping block waiting to find out what their fate will be. Now it's on to spinning my wheels. Over the past week I seem to have done quite a bit of finishing and feel a little bit accomplished and that makes me very very happy. We'll start off with sewing. First off Um, It took me about two weeks, but I finished the four market bags that I was working on, and those are the large capacity bags. I made four of them with a large pocket on the front, so you can use it as a pocket, or you can fold the bag up and turn it in on itself for storage, which is really cool. You can like fit it into your purse or whatever, because it folds up really neatly, and that's pretty awesome. That makes me happy. One of the bags I had to leave without a pocket, if you listen pretty regularly, you know that I work primarily with scraps and remnants, so I don't always have enough fabric to do everything I want to do with it. I kind of select my projects based on what's coordinating and how much of it I have, and just one of the bags I didn't have enough to make that extra pocket. So that's pretty cool. In addition in sewing, I have submitted and gotten approval for my sewing machine replacement plan. So the chief financial officer of our household has reviewed my proposal and approved it and hopefully in the weeks to come I'll have a little bit more to tell you about that. In knitting I'm done with the slip jig socks those are pretty cool hopefully I will find time to post pictures of those really soon and you can check that out on my project page and pretty much I don't have a whole lot going on besides my husband's cobblestone so what I really need to do I think right now is I need to call through my stash and really see what I've got before I cast on my next project. Like, I know that one of my plastic bins, the only thing in it is yarn for a blanket. Like, a large blanket that I intended to make for my household. It's a crochet blanket, so it should go really, really fast. But I just never did anything with it, and it's kind of wasting space being shoved in that Rubbermaid bin. 
So I'm thinking that might become like a television watching project, but I don't know if I want to take on another large project with the cobblestone still on the needles. So we'll see. Crochet is pretty quick, so we'll have to see what happens with that. The only thing else that's been going on in spinning my wheels is in actual spinning. So the Fat Fiber Box Saga continues, and oh my god, let me tell you, I'm in heaven, and all I can really say about it is, hey, I am totally enjoying the contents of this box. Last week, I grabbed something out of the box, and I'm like, oh, I'll just spin this up and talk about it next week. It'll be pretty cool. Okay, that's not what happened at all. I picked the Atomic Blue, that little mini bat. It says, <laughs> bats with attitude. It's so cute. And if you recall, that was a blend of Merino, Foangora, Banana Fiber, Angelino, Mohair, BLX, Cashmere, Nylon, Sorry Silk, and Firestar. And oh my God, that was the craziest thing I have ever spun. But it was so much fun. At first, I'm like, oh my God, this is disorganized. I don't know if I can spin with all this junk in it. You know, it's kind of like an art yarn bat. And I'm not good with that. I've never spun anything like that before. But I just had to relax and let myself go. And it was a blast. It was so much fun to spin that. So much fun that I pulled four other items out of the fat fiber box and almost didn't stop myself. Thankfully, I only had about an hour and a half of free time that night, or I probably would have just kept going and kept going and kept going. But I also spun some 50% alpaca, 50% merino top that's paired with 100% mulberry silk sliver. I've never spun any silk whatsoever, so that was pretty exciting for me. And that came from Blue Nest Yarns. It looks like she's a hand dyer that does hand-painted fibers. And wow, that was so interesting. It's all wadded up in this little package. So I pulled it out. It was in this cute little braid. I unbraided it and I started doing a little pre-drafting, you know, just to open the fibers up a little to make it easier to spin. And that mulberry silk sliver just bloomed in my hand. It was so amazing. It was kind of staticky, so it was sticking to my hands and stuff, but it was really cool when I spun it. It was like spinning light into the fiber, literally, like just spinning some blue sunshine into that fiber. It was amazing. It was fascinating. Oh my God, it was so much fun. I would have never bought that independently without trying it first. That was fantastic. I will definitely try a combination like that in the future. In addition, what else did I spin? I spun a little quarter bat of merino wool, Tessa silk, carbonized bamboo, Angelina and Firestar. And that was fun too. That was, I'm trying to remember which one that was. Holy guacamole. Oh, it was green, like this mothy green. It was so pretty. It was definitely an interesting color. And when that spun up, I'm trying to think of which one it was. Which one was it? When it spun up, it kind of felt like marshmallow. I don't know. It's really hard to describe the single. The single came out really puffy, like the strands just kind of blended together to form like this, this spongy yarn. It was wonderful. I enjoyed it. It was a complete surprise. And spinning that little quarter bat was awesome. Oh, quarter ounce bat. It was awesome. I really enjoyed that one. The colorway was called Luna Moth. I probably would not pick that colorway again, but I enjoyed watching that yarn form in my hands. That was fantastic. Now, the most surprising of them all was some fiber from Sandy's Palette, 
and oh and don't worry I will link to all of these dyers and fiber producers in the show notes okay and her product was called sheep's night out or aka what sheeps might wear for fancy dresses it was coopworth with a touch of angelina so I pulled that out of the package and touched it and I just thought, ooh. I'm like, oh my God, I would never buy this. The Coopworth was super de duper crimpy and very, very coarse. And I thought, what am I gonna do with this? What is this gonna be like, right? So I pre-drafted it and that really bloomed in a totally different way than the Sorry Silk had. But it was the first time I was ever actually able to do any sort of long draw and that fiber just seemed perfect for it with a little bit of Angelina I mean it really had a little bit of Angelina in it just a touch like just enough to add a sparkle here and there it was fantastic the final yarn it was like spun snow that's what it looks like it's got it's like stark white and it's got a little bit of shimmer in it it was beautiful and it was a sheer joy to spin especially being able to try. It was more of like a supported long draw. It was fantastic though. That was like, it was a liberating experience and the final product is beautiful. It was definitely though, the Coopworth was definitely a product that I wouldn't buy again unless I have a very, very specific purpose for that final yarn. Because I don't think it's one of those things that you can spin up, sit it on the shelf and just say, oh, I'm going to make a blah, blah, blah out of it. Because it's not, it's not really an next to the skin fiber. I think if I was going to make an overcoat or something like that, that'd be pretty cool. Like a wool coat. That'd be fantastic. I would definitely choose Coopworth for that. But overall, my goodness, I really, really think this isn't even a review. This is just spinning my wheels. Getting that fat fiber sampler was one of the best purchases I made for my spinning. It's like getting a box of C's candy. You really get to figure out whether or not you like orange filling covered in dark chocolate you get all of these little choices to try things out without making this huge time or financial investment. I love the Fat Fiber Box and I'm totally going to try to get one again. But of course, not until my April box is gone. And that's all I've got in spinning my wheels. But I think that was plenty. This week I am all spun up about sales. That was my little tribute to Rue from Knit Sense. Anyway, I'm all spun up about sales. I love sales, not just regular sales. Don't give me 30% off. I don't care about 30% off because I know that is more than the markup. What I care about is killer sales, sales that can't be passed up. I've kind of put myself on a little buying diet. I haven't been buying anything. Cotton remnants, okay, but that's only when they're on a fantastic sale. I really haven't bought anything. I don't need any more yarn. I don't need any more fabric. I don't need any more books. However, I will take some stuff home when there is a sale that cannot be passed up. For example, our local quilting shop used to have a wall full of yarn. However, they've decided to expand their shop a little bit and change things around and they're no longer going to be carrying any yarn. So they are liquidating their entire yarn stock. For the past few months, it's been on sale for 40% off, which is cool. All of their knitting stuff was 40% off. I went up there a couple times, I checked things out, I brought some stuff home. But this week, 
all of their yarn went on sale for 70% off. That, my friend, is a deal that could not be passed up. I actually didn't get very much because it's kind of picked over. I went and got some Cherry Hills something or other. But the fact that it was on sale for 70% off, I was like, oh yeah, here I am. Welcome to the sale. Also, this week, Joann's had an additional 50% off their already marked down remnants and clearance items. So I went up there and I scored some more fabric. Not that I needed it, but dude, 50% off their already marked off 50% remnants? Come on. It can't be beat. I couldn't pass it up. I had to do it. I didn't buy much, but I got enough to take advantage of the sale. And it's not just crafty, yarny kind of things either. My daughters and I were at the mall the other day, which isn't a trip we make very often. We had to go there because that's where the pet store is, where we purchased the hamster for our youngest for her birthday. And we went into this little t-shirt shop, and my daughter was freaking out. She's 12. She was freaking out over these t-shirts that were absolutely adorable. They say totally silly things on them, but they're $24.99 for the thinnest cotton t-shirt you've ever felt in your entire life. I'm like, no, totally, totally overpriced. But then the good sales shopper that I am, I say, hey babe, let's go to the back of the store and see what they have back there. And there we go. Last season's t-shirts were all $5.99 or under. Same exact kind of stuff, but way way cheaper that was like 75% off or or near to it and it was fantastic it's really cute because they're it, they're adult sizes and she's super petite however she can fit into like the extra or extra extra small adult female shirts now so it's kind of cute she felt like a big girl getting to pick out some shirts that was awesome and they were on a whopping sale those shirts were definitely worth $5.99 there was no way I was going to pay $24.99 for those t-shirts. That's what's got me all spun up this week. Unbelievable, colossal sales that just can't be passed up. This week, I thought it was only fair that I put my spin on the book Knitting Green by Ann Budd. The subtitle for the book is Conversations and Planet-Friendly Projects. Now, originally, I was drawn to the book because of one of the patterns on the front cover. Actually, two of the patterns on the front cover are like two of my favorite in the entire book. I'm not super hippie or crunchy. I do believe in repurposing, as you can tell, and we recycle. And, like, I'm not super green. I don't have my own garden or anything like that, and that's pretty clear. We've talked about that in the past two before. But I like to squeeze as much into my lifestyle as I can. And as we, I think, have learned, uh, yarny and crafty things are a big part of my lifestyle. So I thought this book was pretty fantastic. This book is a compilation of essays and patterns from a number of different sources. The book includes essays from Pam Allen, Lisa R. Myers, Sandy Weishart, Carmen S. Hall, Christine Griffin Grimes, Kristen Nicholas, and Amy R. Singer. And the topics go from everything from the meaning of organic to a shop owner's dilemma. And it pretty much talks about an array of topics where we can make our craft a little greener from every aspect to dyeing the yarn to what a shop owner has to deal with when it comes to green products. 
And I found that very interesting. And of course, there are a number of patterns. There's actually a ton of patterns. There are 22 patterns in the book. And for me, when I open up a knitting book, I like to at least see three or four patterns in the book, depending on the price, before I'll actually buy it. Like three or four patterns that I know I would love to knit before I make that purchase. And this one, there's a ton. Lots of really, really cute stuff that makes me happy. My favorite is the Eco Vest. It's actually the first pattern in the book. It's on the cover. It's super cute little... It's actually a, like a cardigan style vest, almost like a crop sleeve cardigan. I bet you could lengthen the sleeves and make it a full sweater. It's really cute. I like it a lot. There's also a tank top. There's a green grocery bag. There is the cutest little scarf in there. That is a repurposed project that was inspired by recycling a silk skirt, basically turning that silk skirt into strips of fabric and then knitting with it, which is pretty awesome. So really there is a wide array of possibilities for making our craft a little greener. And she does a fantastic job of covering that topic from a number of different angles. What can we do? What can yarn producers do? What can store owners do to make our craft a little greener? It's just one of those ways we can squeeze it into our busy lives. I personally do not have time to go green everywhere in my life. It's just not going to happen. But I can turn the lights off. I can regulate the temperature in my house. And I can choose products for my craft that are a little bit greener. There is nothing wrong with some organic cotton. That makes me happy for sure. So that is my spin on Knitting Green, Conversations and Planet-Friendly Projects by Ann Budd. And one of you lucky listeners will be lucky enough to win that in our Repurpose Along project. Wow, I cannot believe that it is this time again. It is time to spin off this podcast. Sometimes I get to the end of recording and I try to think back and I can't even guarantee that what I have said makes any sense. But thank you to everybody for tuning in for another episode of Spin Control. I really, really appreciate it. And I wanted to close out this episode giving everybody an update on my dear husband's ordeal with the kidney stone. He is right now, as I'm recording, out in the living room, completely crashed on the couch, recovering from his anesthesia. We have remedied the problem, and he will recover fully from this experience. After three and a half weeks of on-again, off-again pain and torture, he'll be just fine. Thank you all again for listening. This week's song is going to be Just Define You by Spring Hill, and I hope you really enjoy it. As always, you can check the show notes over at spincontrolpodcast.com. Email me at ajoyfulgirlknits at gmail.com. Catch me on Ravelry as a joyful girl. And follow me on Twitter as a joyful girl made. I will talk to you all soon. Thanks again. I studied the textbooks. I traveled the globe. I searched high and low. I look forever just to find you. in Paris, I looked in Rome, I searched in Sydney just to find you.